Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside Night with Lisa and Dee. In this episode, Lisa and I are talking to Kate Watson-Smythe. Kate Watson-Smythe is a journalist and in recent years has started a blog called Mad About the House. She's the most prolific blogger. She writes at least four times a week. We caught up with Kate at her home and we asked her a few questions, including how did you start with your career? Kate Watson Smythe's beautiful house, and um, Lisa's here as well. And it's just as gorgeous as it is. It's as better, as I think, Instagram. even better. If not better. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's true. <laughs> really beautiful. So um, we want to talk to you about everything, anything you fancy talking about today, but we thought we'd like to touch on your journalism career, yep. your books, yep. and your future books, where yes. you're going, and um, anything you want to tell us, really. So um, we haven't got any questions because we decided we'd just have a chat about it, didn't we? So... Um, do you want to tell us kind of how you move from journalism into what you're doing now? So I began many moons ago as a news reporter in Birmingham, which is where I trained, um, and then moved down to London and did shifts uh, on the nationals, mostly on The Guardian and The Telegraph, um, as a news reporter, which was a kind of day rate. And you'd do one, yeah. um, and then you'd hope very much they'd ask you back the next day. Um, and I remember... I managed to juggle the two quite well for several months. And when the Telegraph didn't want me, I could go to the Guardian and vice versa. And I was congratulating myself on how well this was going. And then one day, the news editor of the Telegraph said, can you come in tomorrow? And I said, no, I'm really sorry. I'm going to the Guardian tomorrow. <laughs> and there was a pause. And he went, you fucking Trotsky. Oh, no. <laughs> really? I, I think he know. was joking. But maybe not. <laughs> It was hilarious. So then I did that for quite a long time. And when my son was born, who was 18 at the weekend, actually, uh, I went freelance. And so I started writing about features, which is what I'd always wanted to write. I'm not a very good news reporter. I'm not very good at knocking on the door. Um, And I'd always wanted to write features and they would never let me. They were like, no, no, go and write news, you grubby little news person. We are all cushions and interiors and lovely featurey things Uh, over here. You can't come in. Um, So then I went freelance and... That's how I got into it because I started pitching the features I wanted to write. Ah. And so I was back at the Independent freelancing because I'd been there for about five years. And they had a sort of gap on the property section, which in those days was, I think, a 48 page pullout section of the newspaper. I was unbelievable the amount of pages they needed to fill. Um, So I started writing about the pick of the property market, which is something I still kind of do on the blog now. Um, And then I sort of went, if you like, from writing about the outside to the inside. Um, And I just mined all these sort of interiors experts for how to do the conservatory, how to buy a sofa, all this information. And I loved it, completely loved it. That was for the independent. Um, and then I carried on doing that for quite a long time. And then roundabout, you know, newspapers obviously went into decline. No one was buying them. That section went from 48 pages to 24 to 12. Gosh. It was pulled into the main body of the paper. I had two features a week, then I only had one, and then maybe they didn't want me. So my income was just going through the floor. If you're freelance, you were employed. And, and I had nothing had no, else. No, no rights, I guess, then. No, then, nothing at all. Right. Um, and I'd started thinking in about 2011, I must, I must have a blog. Everybody has a blog. 
was get a blog. And I didn't know anything about it. No. Um, obviously, I'm over 50 now. And um, we didn't have the internet when I started. So I was on Google going, what is a blog? Yeah. Right, okay. Not many read that. blog was in 2011. No, exactly. Yeah. But there, surely there weren't many Well, there were some. There were, there were some. They'd started in Sweden with Emma's blog, I think, which oh, was right. Double G. She was the first interiors blogger and the Swedes oh, were ahead of us in interiors. That's funny because um, we found that, didn't we? When we first yes, joined Instagram, everyone... interior-wise, they were always... The everyone, everyone, yeah, yeah, it was the yeah, Scandinavians. Everyone yeah. following was Scandinavian. Yeah. Exactly, they or were American. way ahead of yeah, us. Um, and so gradually I sort of came up with the idea that I must do one and I thought it would be an online CV. That was the original plan. Yeah. That I would put my work on it over the years and the newspaper editors would see it and think this is marvellous We must employ this woman to write lots <laughs> and lots of print features. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, of um, and it took me a long time to start because I couldn't think of a name. Um, and eventually I came up with the name actually sitting on the chair you're sitting on now Lisa oh. and actually it wasn't that chair but in that corner, <laughs> very corner. it was in this very room inspiration corner you might get some amazing ideas there you go there. <laughs> I could do with some amazing yeah. ideas <laughs> <laughs> and it was shortly after Christmas and I was thinking, right, I'm ready to go. I just need a name. And I remember going online and buying a pair of boots in the LK Bennett sale and then going, oh, Mad About the House. And I think you. I was riffing on Mad About the Boy um, as the song, maybe. And it was Mad About the House. And so then I started and I started in the January 2012 and uploaded all my features. And at the time then... The biggest interiors blog was Design Sponge, yeah. which of course is closing this summer. About earlier, aren't we? And I didn't know how she operated it, didn't know any of it. Um, so I was Google, how do I upload a picture? Google, how do I publish a post? And I saw Design Sponge, and I think she was publishing eight posts a day or something. Really? And I didn't know she had a team of people. Oh, oh I didn't right, know okay. this. And I thought, oh my God, I must, I must, I must right. write like the wind. <laughs> so I set up uh, publishing seven days a week. And I didn't know for about six months that you could schedule the post to publish in advance. <laughs> so I'd be up all bloody night typing. You know, I have and to then... say, I only found that out the other week. Oh, well, I, I did. I didn't, honestly. I've been pressing go. Oh, uh, really? I'm, Hovering over I the know, go button. Uh, no, even now, yeah. I know. I still, I still can't stop myself. I found that I a bit more nice pretty. to do yourself though, sometimes, especially, you know, with, especially with Instagram posts as well. But obviously, there's a lot of stuff you can schedule. But I don't I schedule I Instagram. Yeah. I never schedule Instagram. No. I never worked out how to do that. No. But I do sh now schedule the blog posts. So I published published seven days a week for uh, I think three years. Do you remember that when you were doing seven days yeah. a week? Yeah. And I came up with, a, I'd read all this stuff about blogs and about how everybody stops blogging after the first few months and that's the yeah. winter of blogging discontent. Yeah. So I thought, well, I need, a, I need a, a gimmick, if you like, to keep me going. So I came up with this 365 objects of design and I numbered them. So I knew I would have to go every single day, yeah. otherwise it wouldn't work. But and then I was in really the habit. From a content perspective as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it worked Just really knowing, well. Yeah. You know, not and you knew what you were covering. Yeah. That's very clever. But also I think the climate changed. So I then, that I did that for three years, I think. And then I went to five days a week. I stopped the weekend posts. Um, and now I do four days a week. But the, the climate has also changed. Back then, it felt okay to sort of drop in with, if you like, a little postcard going, here's a beautiful chair I've found, or yeah. look at this interesting wallpaper. Yeah. But it was very, very shop, shop, buy, buy. And that yeah. doesn't feel right in the current climate. So I've changed it. I mean, obviously, these things evolve anyway, but it's, it's more now how to do this. Or instead of just saying, here's one beautiful chair, 
I might try and find five. Yeah. So that it yeah. feels more like it's advice, which feels absolutely. a bit more yeah. relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think people really do want to know how to do things as well. Yeah. People want free tips, don't they? They do. They want <laughs> but free they tips. Do. They yeah, do absolutely. want to know how to do things. But don't you think writing everybody... a blogger is the best way of learning? Because you, you have to do all the research for it, obviously. Absolutely. So you're just like learning constantly. And I think it's a really good... That's why I you know, I you know, worked out what you know with your blog. You must be you must learn loads every week when you're doing the research for it. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't write a blog very regularly, but when I do write it, I always really enjoy it. Cause but that's always the bit I yeah. loved was the research and the writing of it. And there's been a lot of talk recently about, you know, our blog's dying because it's all over Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Instagram is necessarily dying, but there's quite a lot of quite a lot of crossness around Instagram, really should we crosses. say. There's I think, a lot and of change. On there's the platform, a lot of change. Which isn't beneficial. I don't think, and I've I don't come think back to my blog and I yeah. suddenly really love it again yeah, because it's mine I and I right. you know, invest time Absolutely in right. it. I, think, I do think quality, long lived content will carry on i think yeah. there's a lot of people starting blogs they like say so they finish very quickly they don't, no one sticks to anything no so the people who are still blogging who are still producing quality content who are still popular now are gonna probably carry on as well because yeah. you've got but also you know we don't know um how long instagram will be around for you don't know they could pull the plug tomorrow and if they pulled the plug tomorrow what would you have you know and you yeah. we've still got vlogs on the side and you've still got other platforms and you can work yeah. on well and it is as someone said which i thought was a really clever way of putting it your blog is your street address because it's always there you can always find it and so you can't yeah. search stuff on instagram you know those hashtags no. do not allow you to search well, things you have to go and even to anything, don't if you? i want to look at a post i did on the archive feature I did a story this morning which was one grid post I did when uh the chaise long Enid's chaise had gone to be recovered and I did a series of stories about her discovering that there was a gap and she was looking really crossly and I think <laughs> it would be fun to reuse those but I four hours yeah, of scrolling yeah, I can't be bothered so you, bother. you know that's know, not going to happen totally and that's why brands um, still like blogs because that you can find it absolutely yeah like absolutely I, know, yeah. Yeah. Good, I think it's, it's a good partner isn't it yeah it's just a I think that's it I think you must always have you need to do a bit of all of them don't you but you need to have one central thing and when I started my central thing I think probably was the fact that I was a journalist who had a blog so I had I knew lots of people from years of being a journalist and a professional writer if you like Um, and at the time I was writing for the FT which came about through the blog Um, and I thought, well, I've got to have the FT because that's what gives me credibility. And, and when that disappears, everything will fall apart. And actually, by the time I stopped writing for them two years later, the blog had had become its, taking a life its thing, own. taking yeah. a life of its own, yeah. exactly. Um, and so that became the central thing. And everything else spins off there. Yeah, I mean, so. I've got too many balls in the air, obviously, haven't we all? But that, it's it all, hub. yeah. So you've got your hub. Which hub is really, good word, yeah, hub. Thank you. you blog, use, hub. Thank you. You can use that word if you like. <laughs> at your next week's blog otherwise you'd be very offended <laughs> but I do think everyone has to find their hub and, and um, everyone's got their strengths and sometimes you, you'll start off on Instagram or whatever platform you're using and you think oh this is my strength I'll, I'll do it this way and actually you'll learn another way yeah. when you're on there and actually you're probably better at it on that particular skill so you know you have to kind of be quite sort of fluid as well I think you know and just really play to your strengths which could change and learn to adapt and Enid's come in to and see Enid's us now she's so beautiful yes yeah. <laughs> I wish you could see the cat on the, on the podcast. You can't actually put, put pictures of it. So what yeah. happened from then? Um, At that point. So what happened from when? Oh, when so the blog took off. The blog. the blog took off. Yeah, and then I think blogs just started growing. And so I got asked to, you know, work with companies. Then I did the book. 
Uh, my first book did in 2014. What <laughs> 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 made you decide that you wanted to write a book? Were you approached or did you make the decision? Or? Well, no, I'd written a blog post and I think that was way back in the beginning, maybe 2013, on how to choose the right shade of grey paint. Um, and I mean, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't say it went viral, but I mean, it was, it was got views all the time. It still, I think, can get up to 500 views a day. And I wrote it in 2013. It's yeah. extraordinary. People still love grey. People still want it. I get asked it. about my greys all the time. More than I think else. it's dropped off a bit, yeah. but it was that was the more point day. at which it was more than anything else I'd written. And uh, so, and we were sitting there and my husband, the mad husband, said to me one evening, he said, you should just make that into a book. And I said, oh, don't be silly. There's not enough. And then I started thinking, oh, well, maybe I will. Maybe there is. <laughs> um, and so I... <laughs> I'd toyed with the idea of doing a book and how to do it and I'd got a proposal out there which had been sort of sent around and I'd forgotten actually all about it um, and then um, I think it's been I've, I've said before in 2014 I spent six months being treated for cancer of the oh, saliva yeah, gland yeah. hence you might note my slightly hoarse voice which happens to me when I talk too much which is all the time <laughs> um, so I, I'd forgotten about it I had an operation I had radiotherapy and then I remember uh, being all clear and no one told me actually that you should come off morphine gradually um, I didn't know that so I'd been you know pumping away on the morphine over Christmas and then the boys went back to school I remember it very clearly it was the 5th of January and I thought right I'm not going to take the morphine anymore boys have gone back to school back to work let's do this and the phone rang I didn't know I was completely mad because you just stopped taking it without I just stopped was, taking it yes I didn't realise and I think oh, really? I was mad for about three months oh really does it make yes. you feel like that yes yeah yeah I didn't know that I just yeah. well I did yeah. and then the phone rang and it was a publisher and she said oh we wondered if you were still interested in writing this book and I said cue post morphine crash don't be ridiculous no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said Nobody's interested in grey anymore. Grey's over. We're all about navy blue. And there was a pause and she said, well, do you know, I think actually it's 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 quite mainstream. I think, you know, it's worth a go. And I went, well, I really don't know. I think it's a slightly <laughs> ridiculous idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, or maybe she knew that I think they knew perhaps that I'd been having treatment. So she just said, well, do you think about it for a bit? I'd really like you to do just it. sit with that for a while. Just calm <laughs> down. Again. Yes, exactly. Um, and then I realised that obviously grey wasn't over, and that if I didn't do it, someone else would, Absolutely, and that yeah. was going to make me really cross. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I wrote that in 2015, and it came out in 2016. Um, and I think you know, I think it, the title helped. Obviously, Shades of Grey. I remember. Well, it's a good way of getting it to stick in your head. Isn't well, it? exactly, yeah. and it did get loads of publicity. Yeah. I remember going to the hairdresser before my book launch I was going to have my nails done or something and she said oh you know going anywhere nice and I said well I'm going to book launch to part of my book oh what's your book I said well it's called Shades of Grey she went oh my god she said we've got her in here get some champagne and I went no no it's not that one Um, I just have written a book about paint grey paint and her face just fell and she just went Oh. Hold the champagne, <laughs> cup of tea for the lady, cup of tea. Oh, um, it was brilliant. So I think it did it did well for that reason. Um, and <laughs> then well, I don't know. So that and then That's I did. Also, of course, a really good moment. Cause it was exactly, and actually, yeah, they're reissuing it this summer with a new cover. So I think oh, it's yeah. still going. 
Um, and then I had always, always wanted to do a book of the blog. Again, it comes back to the street address and the search thing. I mean, every journalist got a book inside them. I really wanted, well, I want to be Julie Cooper. I wanted to write novels. I can't. I literally can't <laughs> make try? it up. I've tried. Yeah. I've got so many brilliant opening sentences. <laughs> I remember once. Can you write um, a book about opening sentences? I should. Yeah. I remember interviewing, uh, what's his name? Colin Dexter, who wrote Morse. Yeah, oh, yeah. Years ago, I was a news reporter on The Independent, and I can't remember, I think he'd won a prize or he was bringing Morse back to life or something. Um, and I rang him up and, and he came in from the garden and he said, oh, I've just been doing the lawn. And I said, oh, my husband does the lawn. I do the laundry. Ah. And he paused and he said, that's the most fabulous opening line for a book. He said, if ever you write a book, yeah. you must have that as the opening line. Okay. So put, he'd finished interviewing him and, you know, sat down and thought, well, he does the lawn and I do the laundry. Couldn't get any further <laughs> so good I'm stuck Um, and so and I've tried in various times and I can't I can only speak the truth as it were I can only do and if I was I mean you know I've got lots of good stories of things that have happened to me in my life but I'd be so badly in the libel court for you know just changing the name from Sue to Suzanne that wouldn't be enough so you have to make it up and I can't Um, so I have to stick to factual books so the book of the blog was my perfect and and also I like that idea that you know we talk about search engines and even then the search engines on blogs aren't necessarily brilliant Mm -hmm. but if it's in a book you thought well you know you can flick through it so that's when did that came out I don't know when you're airing this that came out on the 17th of March last year so it's nearly a year Oh, just short of a year. Gosh, it seems um, like I can hear it. Is. I know, doesn't it? It's <laughs> well, and actually, these pictures in my photographs quite lots. It's just. Oh, I'm, I'm always. I... Using it. It's a perfect colour. <laughs> Let it not be said that I am a shallow Instagram. <laughs> but there were conversations with the publisher about the particular colour that would Absolutely. look lovely. Perfect, yeah, pink. And it's, it's a nice go. In, if you want it to look perfect, I always. It is matched. I need to send pink over there to balance that over there. Yeah, I'll do. Perfect. See, there's method in my madness. Yeah, you look through my posts. Your book quite often features yeah. my piles of books because it's the right. <laughs> it, uh, yes, and I did. You know, there was a bit of that, and I'm now. I've got to finish the next one by the 31st of March. Are we allowed to talk about the next one? Well, I think we are a little bit. I don't know what we're allowed to say. We can talk about the cover. Yeah, so it's okay. well, it's going to be very similar. Except it's going to be a sort of burnt orange because I thought they'd look nice together. Nice. That another and yeah, instead nice. of the gold palm tree, don't know for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's going to have a gold tape measure. It's a little bit more of a Very practical nice. guide, Excellent. but they are companions, That's and I've still got five thousand words to write. Gosh, so when do you have to do that one? The end of the month. That's fine. I can That's do fine. that. Yeah. Yeah. One day, yeah. don't I've you? Done, <laughs> I've done thirty-five thousand words. That will come out next March, March twenty twenty. Exciting. So, Exciting. yeah, and so it'll be you, a companion. So if it's a companion and these going to go well together, then there's got to be room for a fourth and fifth. Well, I said after each one that I only ever wanted to do one. So at the moment, clearly, I'm never doing another one after no. this one. But, you but know, come your, back to me in a year. covers are, like, lending themselves. Well, you the see, there was a... Th- exactly. And then I thought the yeah. next one, you see, I could have pink and then burnt orange and then a sort of soft red. Yeah. So I've got the cover. I haven't got any content. I've got nothing left to say. <laughs> Sure you have. Well, we'll know this, but when we're styling our Instagram pages yeah. in the future, we'll just make sure we'll know that there's one coming. We can yes, yeah, yeah. I've just thought yeah. I could just maybe do it empty, and it could be my interior design journal, mm. just on a really nice cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what next? Then, so what are your plans? What are your ambitions for the future? You've achieved so much already. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know if I've got any really. I mean, I, it's sort of it's taken off more than I ever thought it would. Mm. Um, I think though, back to what we say, you know, interiors was quite unapproachable for a long, long time, wasn't it? So making it approachable and enjoyable, and everyone, you know, you're talking about how people can do things in different style and different price ranges. You know, just making it really, really. Accessible, accessible. I think that's Which what's I been brilliant, and I do wasn't. get messages saying because yeah. it would. I wanted to do illustrations in that book for lots of reasons, uh, but my main reason was I think the photographs date, mm. and um, I didn't want people. And I think you do. You know, you can say what you like. We do judge a book by its cover, and I didn't want people to look at what I would have perhaps chosen as a very dark moody cover mm-hmm. and find that lots of people didn't like that so they didn't want to buy the book so the idea of having illustrations was partly so that they wouldn't date um, and actually what has come out <laughs> of that cool. is I get lots of comments from people every day on Instagram saying we like the illustrations because we don't feel it's pushing us into a particular style yeah, yeah. it's not so much that there's a right or a wrong it's just you know here's a, if you're decorating a sitting room and you want to move your sofa away from the window here's a way you can do it as shown in a picture yeah. um so there was partly that there was also if i'm honest i thought if i'm going to write 40,000 words mate you've got to read them yeah. and i don't want you just flicking through the pretty pictures no, and not reading the words so yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Just so it was pictures. a bit like yeah. you know i'm not going to have pictures that you're going to look yeah, at as much you got to read my words um, but it's turned out to be quite a practical decision. That's a very so, good idea. And I also, I think, I think people like to be not told what to do. Absolutely. And, and I think that, that is the difference yeah. in interior design, design nowadays, is that we're not necessarily forced down one trend route. No, absolutely. That we're given so many options and you know encouraged to think for ourselves rather than just be told Well, and what it has. I mean, it's a very overused phrase at the moment, but it has become much more democratic. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody God, can I look on Instagram. Not, <laughs> it's a very good phrase. Very it's a good phrase. Very good phrase. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but exactly that. People can look on Instagram and see something they like. And even if they don't know how to do it, there's a really good chance they can ask the person who's posted the picture Absolutely. and yeah. get an answer yes, and then bring it into their own home. And that's fantastic. That's Absolutely. And, yeah. and we found that as well. I think people like the fact that we don't say, you must decorate the style or here's the rules to follow the style. It's just, you choose a style and yes. then we hopefully help them have confidence to embrace yeah, that. Fine. And, then, and that's and all I ever wanted anyone to do. practical skills of just how they do that. Ask themselves the question, am I doing this because it's right for me and I want to? Yeah. Or am I doing it? Because the builder said I should, or yeah. the decorator, or my, or my mother. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know, I'm doing the bathroom at the moment for Revamp and Style Reveal. And uh, the last time I did a bathroom was about 2010, 2011. And I can remember doing that bathroom. And I did it in white metro tiles mm. with, I can't remember, this, with some brown wall colour on the walls. And then I asked him to do the grouting in grey. Oh. And this is back in 2000. And honestly, he looked at me as I was an absolute idiot. I had that as well. An absolute yeah. idiot. My, yeah. my builder this wouldn't is... let me have much house either in, in 2000. Years ago. No, it was, uh, I can't remember you it was now, but he said, no, you look like a gent's toilet. Yes, I, I was like, all right then. Hilarious. I know. Yeah, they just didn't even consider it. But nowadays, you know, because everybody decorated their homes in the same way, mm. everyone did the same style, everyone was, you know, everyone went to next, everyone went to John Lewis and got a room fest and everybody matched everything with everything else. And that is just, that just isn't the way it works anymore. Absolutely. And people, it's, it's brilliant because people have got the confidence now to really 
know what they like and to actually stand up to the architect and the designer and they're the still builder. happy talking about it yeah we yeah. had years ago uh, it must be two two houses ago uh, we needed our bathroom redoing and the plumber said that he'd just set up this venture with an interior designer and wouldn't it be great if she came round and advised us and we thought oh, we've never had an interior designer it's very posh we definitely have this and she came in and I remember her saying I've just been to a trade fair where I've seen these amazing big white glass tiles um, and they're really cool and I think you should have them and we went, oh, all right then, because she said we should. We hated them. We hated the tiles. We hated the bathroom. But we didn't have the courage, just because she was an interior designer. Mm. And we weren't interior design sort of people. So she didn't just um, see these tiles herself, so she wasn't really happy. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't think about what we wanted, which no. was, we, I think, one and one on the way at that point. It was mm. just all wrong. Had to sell the house. <laughs> It was hard to change the bathroom. It's the only way to get away from the bathroom. But yeah, no, you wouldn't do that. No, you could say, I know what I like. Yeah, yeah. And and the better for it, I think. I think so, too. I think people say, oh, it's like, you know, the cattle, you know, the cowboy country out there. But I think it's, if you have got something to say that resonates with people and you stick in there, then you'll always rise to the top. Maybe that sounds the wrong way of saying it, but, you know, there's lots of people fall away. So yeah. Oh, in terms of the Instagram, yes, yeah. absolutely. In, I'm talking about just, yeah. you know, I was talking about the design and people just having more confidence in absolutely. their choices because of yeah. Instagram and I think so too. Social yeah, media, absolutely. and I think it's great. Yeah, well, they're encouraged to think for themselves and not, yeah. not be um, absolutely. So, have you got one final tip? If you could boil it down to one thing, everything you talk about your interiors and your advice that you give, what would you? Do you have people that to one? Is that too big an ask? It's probably quite a big ask. What would I say? I would say really interrogate yourself before you do anything and just ask yourself, are you doing what's right for you and the people who live in that space? I totally agree with that, don't we? Because we, we talk about our core style on yeah. our workshops and it's like, yeah, it is. Absolutely. And I think actually Instagram takes you on that journey as well. If you allow yeah. it, it does extract that out of you because you will start off by... Yeah, there will be a pattern to the few, things you're liking, a few absolutely. trends, yeah. and then putting those together. But actually, as you go through that journey, which you, I think Instagram speeds it up, yeah. you get to that core style a lot quicker yeah. than you used to. So um, I totally agree with that one. Got any more questions, Lisa? Uh, no. <laughs> thank you so much, Kate. Thank well, thank you, you for coming. Lovely chat. I feel like we've talked about a week and not even scratched the surface. We'll no, go and have a tour of the house now. Yes, yes thank, thank you. If you like our podcast, please like and subscribe and we'd really appreciate it if you left your feedback. Thank you.